1: Welcome to the Wise Men's Here podcast for part two of our review of the 2013-2014 season. We're going to pick up where we left off and myself, Richard, Rory and Tom are going to talk about Sunderland and 35,000 fans travelling down to the bright lights of London for Wembley.
2: Football fever. People are looking forward to Sunday.
0: We're all off to Wembley this weekend Mm -hmm. and we're making a weekend of it. So I'm just getting him a scarf. How
2: would you summarise the atmosphere like in Sunderland at the moment? Oh,
0: it's brilliant! It's just lifted the whole t- the whole city's lifted, and uh, so we are <laughs> absolutely
2: getting
3: off any tube station in, in central London and hearing a northeast accent. Or you'd walk around the West End and a rickshaw go past and like uh, it would be like a couple of like lads in like red and white shirts <laughs> singing O Vito Minone, like. You couldn't go around a corner and not either see red and white or hear someone from the northeast. It was, and you know, we said touched on there about this is why I do it, and that night before was was one of them, wasn't it? Like the whole of the town like descended on the place, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's emotional, and that's why I think like going to Wembley will always be great under no matter what the circumstances are, because you get these you get these things happening, and it's people coming together and. You know even if you think of the checker trade final, like how often, like us who were all involved in the pod it 's not very often that all of us are together, and the majority of us were i think actually all well, maybe Tom and um one or two others before at the at the live show and it, you know it's people coming from from all over the world because we you know we are a club with you know who 've got a lot of support, and people from the North have gone for various different sort of economic reasons to work in far-flung places and but they come together for these cup finals and that's what you see when you see that sea of red and white on on Wembley way and that's why yeah even though we, we always get beat there and maybe the novelty's worn off a little bit I think that's why it'll always be be quite special to me and you know, it's getting your pictures with your family on Wembley Way as well, with the fact that like the walkway had been like decked out in like our players and stuff like that, and like the results we'd had on the way just something we yeah. hadn't well, for for in my time supporting the club, maybe bar the Millwall semi final, we'd we not really had anything like that at all, any any sense of big occasion for a long
2: time yeah there's, there's not many well there are many things I am bitter about uh, with, when it comes <laughs> to Sunderland uh, but the, thing, the, one, the one thing that does make me most annoyed is that I I, I couldn't get a ticket for this game like for love no money uh, I think that's the one thing that will still rankle with me uh, this is why maybe this is why I don't like Wembley I don't like this don't like the the whole thing around it because even though the checker trade was was fun like the, the day was fun, uh the playoff game not so much, but it's just like that was our massive that was our massive day out where the where like the world's watching. It's not just teams in our division care. It's like every team in the country will probably want like to win the League Cup or be in the League Cup final. Um and not being able to be there was was a real, it was a real shame. Um, I, in fairness, I did get offered a ticket for like 250 quid, 300 quid money that I didn't really have. But I, I didn't feel like I went to all the games with my brother and my dad didn't go, get to go in 1973. So if them, them two weren't there, there'd be no point. So we just watched it. We just watched it at home. And that was good because, again, in a way, Rory, like, a bit like what you're saying, we're all to, we're all together like all like a uh, whole family watching it but yeah i don't know it's, the finals has a bit of a, a tinge of like bitterness for me mm. and also well, we lost
1: uh, well get a season ticket and in 30 years we're like get uh, <laughs> we'll
2: never getting to a league cup final one. or any form of final in any time soon <laughs> <laughs> or in 40 I mean, I, years time maybe
3: they check a trade again
2: oh, no stuff that
3: <laughs> when football comes like, back i feel like most
1: people have got the uh, fan experience where they go and they get mortal before the game and all that stuff and Rory might have been at that end of the spectrum. Richard's gone in the press, so you can't really do that. I was maybe so somewhere in the middle. I went out the night before. I went out um, the night before and did all the Convent Garden thing. But then on the day, on the morning of the match, before kick-off, I was uh, babysitting Sonny the Seagull. I walked <laughs> around with him um, while people came up and giving me drunk opinions that then Sun FM couldn't use for the radio anyway in most in most cases. Who's and Sonny Mitch the Seagull? He's a Sun FM mascot, Tom. A, a, a man in a suit? Yes.
4: Amazing. We get yeah. this it could have been Sonny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. That would have yeah, the the guy who was Sonny didn't have a ticket for the match so I did fail for
3: him. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> Just left what, him outside. What the a seagull! Then didn't even get what the a What a
4: kick of the balls! But did they like tie him to a lamppost or something until you, <laughs> until he finished?
1: I, I only had to look after him up until the kickoff. He wasn't my problem.
3: After that. Oh my like oh that, wow. look after him like he was like massively volatile. <laughs> He's not your problem. Did you go out and like have a meet with some like hooligan Man <laughs> City fans or something? <laughs> 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 Who were all dressed up as other animals as well? <laughs> it was like a mascot-based firm
2: from other radio be- stations. <laughs>
1: Charlie <laughs> FM, GMR. You'd be su- you'd be surprised how many drunk fans want to punch radio mascots. Actually, when yeah, that, yeah, so. that
3: doesn't surprise us. <laughs> yeah. But no, the I game itself, it as well, aggression. the game itself. We, I think, we got what we realistically wanted from it, didn't we? We just didn't want to get humiliated. We didn't want to not turn up. And you know, at halftime, we were all thinking. We're not just forty-five minutes away from winning a cup. We're forty-five minutes away from getting into Europe. That as was, well,
2: that's always been my dream. Just give me one game, like give me one, like entry into Europe ever, and I'll I'll be fine. And I can I can die happy with my Sunderland supporting yeah. career.
4: Give me yeah. up
2: a ch- give me Carabag away. Oh, we, we had we,
4: it, a we had it in well, two thousand and four, like, didn't we? When when we got yeah. to the the semi final against Millwall, course, yeah. we had that, yeah. and it was in our hands. And all we had to do was beat Millwall. I don't want to go over old ground, but I mean the fact we didn't turn up that day, you know that still that still rankles now. Exactly. As much as the FA Cup quarter final the week after after the League Cup final rankles because that was an opportunity. But
1: just um, yeah, I mean, the seasons we finished seventh when any other season yeah. apart from those two would that would have got you in Europe. There's all these things. It just seems the football gods don't want us to to go into Europe. But when Berini's when Barini scored that moment again, I'll never ever forget that moment seeing the ball in the back of the net
5: larson is bringing this out through the center veering towards the right plays it to johnson who lifts one over the top for barini to chase Company's on his shoulder he's made a mistake and barini's through get him barini fabio barini in the ninth minute great ball through to him on the right side of the penalty area held off company and sinks it under Pantilimon. Manchester City
1: now, Sunderland one. Um, what makes it worse is that Man City's two goals. I mean, Nasri's the second underrated out of the two, I think.
2: It's yeah, an amazing you know, goal. Better. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, well, he hits it first time with the outside of his foot. What makes the 2 thing worse was he since come out and admitted that he didn't mean it.
2: Of course, yeah. of course he didn't. I, I watched I know, this game... wasn't even looking. Well, I watched the highlights back recently. I, I don't know why. Um... But he's about forty-five yards out, and from that position, you're not looking to bend it in the top corner. From there, I mean, he's not even looking.
4: No, he's oh. not, It would have been if if he meant it. It was a no look curl into the top corner. That that no, that's exceptional. But. Yeah. yeah. If it's he did the, mean the, it, it's
2: the best goal of all time.
3: It's annoying that he can do that without even meaning us it, though. It's, it's as annoying oh, as it yeah. is that like the circumstances the goal came in, the fact that he's capable of doing that by accident. But the Barini goal, like, was just so it was just so unexpected for us to take. Yeah. Not just take the lead, we're taking an early lead and I fully admit, like, the rest of that first half is just a bit of a blur for Because, like I was the, the the noise from the fan like from our fans through the rest of that first half was so emotional. Like I was watching that through like a blur of tears for the like the Entire first half, because well, we played so well, we yeah, at half, exactly. At half time, you were proud of them, weren't you? Like, you, yeah. even though it was just that first half, and people might say that's small time, but you don't get many things like this as a Sunderland yeah. fan. And the fact that we've turned up and we hadn't shirked it, and we were standing toe to toe with you know this super club, we were in front, we were battling, we were first to light every ball. The fans were in like amazing voice, like that defiance you mentioned before, Stephen, that's exactly what it was. and that, that Barini goal, even though we lost the game, will still be one of my favourite Sunderland goals of all time, just because of what, what it meant in that moment. You, can, and, you can't take that away.
2: And the thing at the yeah. time was, when we got to half-time, it was 1-0. It was like, as you were saying before, we'd beaten Man City four times in a row 1-0. And it's like, we, it is within ourselves to do this. And I still, I, I still fully believe that if that Torre goal uh, shot hits the bar... We would have won that game, like because they were run, they had they're running out of ideas because they were like in their heads it's like this is happening to us how is this happening to us again it's like how is this this like yeah. lower Premier League team doing this one nil to us again
1: yeah I agree and Barini I mean he was offside with a really good chance to make a two 0 as well yeah we always think to get the, those moments.
4: those those four goals all happened. Away from the Sunderland fans, they were in the opposite end. So, it happened. Uh, the Barini goal was pretty much. I was directly behind it. Um, and I was probably one of the only Sunderland fans in the stadium that day. Not to not to celebrate, obviously. Um, <laughs> I was sitting. I was sitting next to uh, Jonathan Wilson, obviously uh, another Sunderland fan. And the both of us, the pair of us just looked at each other. We couldn't couldn't celebrate. And I think I emitted a, a low, a low pitched noise. <laughs> um, just, all I could do, I just kind of like deflated for a bit. Like it was, it was just unbelievable because I was like di- di- directly behind it as Barini hit it as well. It was, it was, it was a special moment. Even though we couldn't celebrate, we had that half time. Um, Noel, Noel Gallagher streamed streamed through at one point as well. It was like it's was, it was like kind of all the Christmases coming at once. Um, <laughs> Uh, you'll always but, have you'll always have that and glance with Jonathan Wilson. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, at the time his kind of catchphrase was whenever we scored, it would he'd always say too soon. Um, yeah, and it was it was literally too soon. It was ten minutes in. It was we couldn't ne- we were never going to hang on to that, um, especially with the 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 amount of Arsenal that they had on the bench as well. I know we brought on Fletcher late on, and they they had you know Jesus Navas who cost what twenty five million. That was, it, it, it was definitely a, it was a had we had a stronger bench, and had we been able to, you know, just to, just to sit behind the ball and hang on to that, we're in with a chance. But yeah, that Dury goal was, was definitely the, the the moment that deflated a few kind of hopes. I think the worst the worst thing for me as well, just touching on on where I was in the stadium, it was that all the goals happened at our end um, when the City fans were still doing the Poznan. Because oh, I was in God. the middle of it all, they were all turning. <laughs> they were all turning to us effectively, and you were just seeing all the faces. It's even worse. Yeah, you have seen the back of someone's head, jumping down. That's fine, but they're all turning around, <clears> going gurning away. at us. Was just, <laughs> you know, the, and, the only time I really wanted to kind of high my pen at them. But yeah, <laughs> wouldn't, maybe wouldn't have gone g- down well.
2: No, I was. I was about Stephen Fletcher. Maybe it's because I wasn't swept up in the uh, the emotion of the day because I was watching it in my house in Berry. But I will never forgive him for just. For not just smashing that ball yeah. as hard as he could, oh, yeah. it's like if you blaze, if you hit it and blaze it over the bar by a million yards, that's fine. But he tried to cross it, and I was, we everybody knew it's like you idiots. But again, you'll let him. I can guess you'll let him off for that. Actually, no, not fuck him. No, no. <laughs> no, that was like the one. Could I gone to Europe, Stephen? The one sort of big grievance of the day wasn't
3: it, that Fletcher chance. Like I was like second or third row for the game and I was in one of the corners um, like the, the corner that like if you're thinking from the uh, perspective of the camera would be down to your right so I had a I was kind of in line with Stephen Fletcher there and I was just thinking just hit it just hit it and you know when you're like kind of well you stood up anyway but you're like inching yourself forward trying to hit, like kick the ball yourself and just doing that and just uh, what could have been and I
1: think their asses might have fell out a bit if, if yeah, maybe because we we had this hoodoo over yeah, there at the time, is. as we've mentioned. Uh, <laughs> um, but we a week later, exactly a week later, we go to Hull. Something else infamous about this season that weekend team at Hull. So <laughs> many things to pick at in this season. I don't know why I ever thought in my mind we'd keep this down to an hour. Um, <laughs> but we go to Hull and lose that in a quarter final of the FA Cup, and obviously the semi finals, appallingly, are at Wembley nowadays. Um, so it would have been another trip to Wembley against Sheffield
2: um, United who are in League 1 against Sheffield
3: United in League 1 there you go so the oh, wheels- yeah did we know that we would already play them Sheffield uh, United was there a weird quirk like
2: that have I just totally made that up uh, no I'm not uh, sure I think you I, I've like no that wasn't a thing uh, sorry just- like,
3: no I, I had that in in my head for some reason I don't yeah. know where I've got that from yeah
1: because uh, Hull got to the final and not they beat Sheffield United yeah so they did the wheels, absolutely, one hundred percent, come off our season. At that point, it seemed um, momentarily yeah, yeah. as it turned out. Mentioned it before prematurely earlier. Lose at Spurs five one. Lee Cannibal scored. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> well, I watched that game knew- in a. Pu- Sorry, uh, I watched that game in a pub in Edinburgh, and I had to get a train about like just on half time. So I left the pub and we were one nil up thinking oh this is great and then by the time I got phone signal again we'd lost 5-1 <laughs> to Tim Sherwood's Tottenham
3: oh yeah it's when they did that salute celebration didn't they and there's like great like you can see John O'Shea in the background like looking at them, like what the fuck are you doing
2: <laughs> Harry kane
3: his first ever Alex goal Ferguson.
4: that was it, it was at this point that's when that's when Poet was saying we needed an electric shock he needed the, the miracle yeah a yeah, okay. miracle electric shock to kind of kickstart the season again I um, well, said America
1: yeah just did, did, n- nobody ever thought we were gonna stay up to the at
4: this point nah, no, no. the the
3: no. momentum had totally gone like after the defeat at Wembley even though we had our heads held high, losing the Hull with you know the weakened team it just it did massively derail us, and we had that horrible defeat away in Norwich where we were just really yeah. limp and got beat two 0 and we were getting beat off West Ham, they beat us two one um I think Johnson yeah. pulled one back like with about 20 minutes to go, and yeah. we just couldn't get a win at all, and then we had that game against Everton where we did all right.
2: That was the game I thought, oh, that's it, we're
3: Yeah, gone. we're done. I, I remember coming away from that being like, well, and even, like, resigned to it, but like, well, you know, we had, we're had we six games behind everyone else because of our start of the season, and we've had a bit of joy, at least, with the cup final, beating the Mags, whatever, but, nah, uh, we're done the, now.
2: The thing is, I was quite, like... Even, I was quite optimistic about it, because it was like, oh, well, Poet knows the championship, he'll have his, Yeah, the, the, the football we're playing, is it's not bad, we're just, I don't know, we're just falling short because we had such a chaotic summer and all the upheaval and all that, so I wasn't too, like, downhearted, because it's like, oh, we'll be in a good place if we go down to have a good, like, fist of it to go back up, so I was quite...
3: I guess the one saving grace we had, we had games in hand, didn't we? Because of our Mm. cup runs, like I think.
2: But the running we had,
3: though. Oh yeah, the running was well. We still had like Cardiff and Swansea and West Brom in there. So, the eternal optimists, there was something to cling on to Uh, even though we were. We had six games to play. It was seven, seven points.
1: Don't think there were
3: any optimists at that point.
1: Everybody resigned themselves to the fact we were going to go down. Six. That was six. So we lose to Everton. And there are six games left. And then, what the fuck happens there? What happens <laughs> Connor that's next? what happened. Conor in, Wiggen, in electric, short, electric shock. In, in Brilk a such a short it a miracle. spell of time. It was such a short spell of time for this to happen, what happened, and the run of results we go on. Starting with a draw, Man City, where...
2: That was, uh, that would say, that was my, my favourite game of the season as, like, an well, away I mean, supporter.
1: People, you know, if you look at the Southern fans behind the goal, it's only half full. Yeah. A lot of people have given up at this point. Um, I can remember, like, kind of begrudgingly watching it on the telly myself, thinking, oh, go on then, you know, but it's not going to make a difference, we're going to get stuffed. Um, and then going a goal down and thinking, yes, we are going to get stuffed. And then Rory said it there, Conor Wickham, who was all... nowhere near, up to scratch. I mean, they scored after two minutes. And you're thinking right, this is going to be about eight 0
2: Oh, oh yeah, it was, like, the the fans that were there. I mean, it was weird because you could like you could move around. You, like there was no, it was kind of like unreserved seating in, for a Premier League game, which is like unheard of. And so, like that first half, it just went according to plan. And the second half, we came out like a team, like possessed. And it's when we discovered, hey, Jaccarini and Wickham have this really good. Uh, combination, and they were just absolutely... I was like, where's this team been? And the added-on factor is that like, not only was like... We were just... We were like nailing Man City's title run yeah. because they were tr- desperately trying to catch Liverpool. Um, and then <laughs> we just put, turned up, and then we're 2-1 up out of absolutely nowhere. And everyone behind the goal side like, we can't... Honestly, disbelief. And it was like... I don't, I don't know where... I, I don't know what he did. I, I can't just say it was just Conor Wickham because that would be too. I don't know. Was it that easy just to say bringing him no, I to think prove it, a point?
1: It, it, it's uh, Something about that comeback sparked the belief back into the players, I think. Mm. Because they hadn't been that bad this season. I thought, you know what, we'll give it a go. Because when we. Look, look what happens when we just went into attacked Man City in our own backyard. Mm um, you know we we went 2-1 up but we should have won it was a howler by Minorni oh yeah it, oh, it was awful yeah. that the, the you could hear his heartbreaking game... when it he went in yeah well again you think oh we've <laughs> we've, knocked it, we've knocked it up that's what you think yeah um, but if ever I mean the <clears> running <throat> we mentioned there so you do that and you think oh that's it that was our one chance because um, we should have won that game against Man City we were going for the title we aren't um, going to go to Chelsea and get anything there because they have never lost under Mourinho at home in like however many games that was. Ne- they still had an outside chance for the title themselves, I think, didn't they? Yeah, yeah that, they're in the I, mix. Was,
3: I was looking at the match report from that game, and I think after Chelsea were only because Liverpool. This was the season Liverpool kind of blew it, remember, under Brendan yeah. Rodgers. And yeah. I think if whoever was top at the time, Liverpool and Man City, after that game, we were Chelsea. Sorry, were only like two points behind whoever was top. They they could have still won the league that season. And then, like you were saying, Steve and Jose Mourinho hasn't lost at home in the Premier League in seventy-eight games. And then comes Connor Wickham, Barini's penalty, Josie Altidore again, there's Josie Altidore popping up, falling over, instead of actually being fouled by um, Aspilicueta, another dodgy sort of back pass, like, well, falling over, letting us in to get a penalty. <laughs> and I was I was in the awareness for this one, I was at this game, and it's very similar to what you said, Tom, about Man City, just total disbelief as much as anything when we went 2-1 up, maybe not so much because we'd had that result against Man City so a bit of belief had crept back in but it was just like funny as much as anything being like, we've got a great chance now of staying up in these ridiculously unlikely circumstances. Especially because a- as
1: you've said there, you knew Cardiff was next and yeah. that, that was a game where you, it did seem a fault of the players, we've, right, we've gone we've got this result at, at Chelsea unexpectedly Um Smash this unbeaten home record, our tails are up, and now we've got Cardiff who are next to us in the table. And they were on they a tail spin at there. the
2: time, like so, like they had Solskjaer in charge, and they oh, would, yeah. they were hemorrhaging like goals and points. And it's like this is a perfect opportunity for us to like, if we if we beat them here, like everyone thought, if we beat them, like we're we're gonna stay up.
1: Well, yeah. some of them normally mess those games up, don't they? Let's be honest. Yeah. You're normally, if, if an opportunity like presents itself, it's too good to be true and they'll go and lose. I can remember being in the car on the way to getting dropped off in town to have a few drinks before this game and being probably as nervous as I was for the cup final.
2: It was a midday really, kick-off, that, for some really, reason, as well.
1: Right. So it must have been morning or something. I was nine a.m. <laughs> <town. laughs>
3: <Yeah. laughs> getting dropped off at nine o'clock for a pint. Yeah. <laughs> but it was it was Wickham out, and Jackarini again as well. Like mm-hmm. this is the only sort of consistent run of form Jackarini had for us, and he was he is a bit of a forgotten hero in that run-in because everyone thinks of Wickham coming in. Barini's quite an obvious one, like Manone as well. But Jackarini scores against Cardiff. He was excellent against Man City, like you said, Tom. And the combination he had with Wickham was just, was fantastic. Like, they looked like a proper modern sort of number 10, number nine striker partnership, didn't they? Like, they, yeah. they, they were, like, telepathic with each yeah. other, like, where they knew each other was going to be. And maybe it's a bit harsh to say, like, Gattarini, like, totally failed at Sunderland. I think it's one of them where just never did he really... Did a chance? It just, yeah, he didn't. He was, and yeah. this
2: is when he did get a chance and he was... Yeah, Fantastic. it just didn't. Yeah, it just didn't work. And also, about that time, it's Poyet had found a, a team he stuck with. That was the first time he ne- he didn't change the team. And in those, I think that in that run, he stuck the same um, like starting lineup and formation every single game, and it worked yeah. a treat. Like
3: Larson and Larson and Colback were really pivotal to that yeah. team as well. Like I remember Colback yeah. playing especially well in that. In that Cardiff game, and uh,
2: who is yeah. your man? Who is the unsung hero at the back? Do we remember?
3: Oh, Marcus Alonso?
2: No, 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 no. no. Someone more funny than Marcus Alonso. Come on! Against
3: against Cardiff? Oh, Santiago Vergini. There he is. Yes, there of he course is. he came in on loan in January. Oh, I love Vergini. Can't I feel <laughs> annoyed that I forgot him? He's one of my favourite ever.
2: But he, he was he playing at, he was playing at right back, wasn't he? Am I? Yeah, because
3: I think I think O'Shea and Brown were like predominant, the predominant centre halves then, and the was sort of filling in for for Bardsley now and again, <clears> right back. Yeah, that, that's one of
1: my favourite ever games at the Stadium of Light because we we needed to turn up, and we turned up.
3: Yeah, the atmosphere and, was great that day. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, we, and yeah, especially considering it was a midday kickoff, as Tom said, um, and you thought, well, that might get us. To the West Brom game where we might need something but then we go to Old Trafford and beat them 1-0 and <laughs> I mean
2: that, that was that, plain that, daft which yes, is amazing that, that
1: scoreline doesn't reflect how good we were yeah we, we played, played them off the there, park won't, there won't be a, um, a non-goal that's remembered as well as oh Barini yeah <laughs> hitting the crossbar where like you can say to any Sunderland fan Oh, if you just turn around with Sunderland fan and said yeah but if Barini's goal went in when he hit the bar they will know exactly what game you're talking about oh yeah what season it is and everything. Because we put, uh, like, 30-pass move together, didn't we?
3: Yeah, and that, that's what was starting to make you think, God, when Poyek gets even more chance to put his stamp on this team and get that yeah. philosophy across, we're going to be this. If this, is what we, <laughs> if this is what we're doing at Old Trafford at the end of the season, like, God, imagine what we will be like after he's had a pre-season, which we seem to say about every manager we ever have, especially it, around <laughs> this period. But and it turned we out he was so great at the end.
2: It all worked well. The end.
3: <laughs> yeah. That
1: is, like, as Rory says, that the twice I've went into into a season with that much optimism was this one, and Sam Allardyce when um, when he finished that season. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! And for and for different reasons, they didn't work. Um, yeah. But you know, just on the crest of a wave, aren't we? Beat West Brom at home, swapped them aside, a midweek game. Um, Atmosphere is bouncing again. I remember for that one. And just playing some amazing football. We were just so assured, weren't as well. we? Like, yeah. we would
3: never not win in that game. Like, it's there aren't many times you see Sunderland, especially in the top flight, play that confidently yeah. and look. I think we finished above West Brom in the
2: end, you know, as well that season. We finished 14th. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. Also, do you remember at the end of that game where Josie Altidore missed an open net? <laughs> Because I, I are all these memories, are these memories just roll into one here, Tom. Uh, no, is it's that, uh, <laughs> no, I remember it vividly because I was watching it in a pool in a pool hall in Leeds on a dodgy stream, uh, and we were winning two 0 absolutely coasting. I thought, hey, you know what, we're the bit sign this season off in style. Is Josie Outdoor scoring, and he got crossed in from uh, from the left. And it goes to the back post, and he's got an open goal, and it goes wide. It just <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jose, Jose, all the best, lads.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't have them any other way.
2: No, no. Um, if he scored more, no, it would be funny.
1: Yeah, actually, you would have them other ways. Um, and then you know, the last game we lose doesn't really matter. Um, and th- that is, I mean, quite a quick recap of a crazy season yeah. which we're probably going to have to split into two parts now but I think um, as
3: well it's worth re-emphasising on just Connor Wickham he was out on loan that season yeah. wasn't he out on loan at Leeds or and Sheffield, Sheffield Wednesday? Wednesday. Wednesday
1: to both I think like to, I think that's went, how much yeah.
3: he was he wasn't even in the squad for the cup final and then yeah. a month later well maybe just over a month later he's like the linchpin of the team.
2: <laughs> it was just, a proper, this season
3: is just insane.
2: It's a proper throw of the dice that one because I think I think at the time people were saying, "Oh well, Connor Wickham's scoring goals at Sheffield Wednesday. Why don't we just? Why don't we bring him back?" And he did. And, and, and all the, yeah. brill, the all the Brill cream and the pre-cut veg seemed to uh, work a treat. Lose, yeah. Losing his dog in Wh- Daris Hall. <laughs> help for heroes.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, that was another of his <laughs> things. Yeah. No, well, he was he was eight eight good. The, for, he was good the following season as well. You know.
2: Didn't. Yeah, he was. if it
3: wasn't for like a pretty horrific injury, would probably had a decent Premier League career.
2: He was all right. He was all right. Kind of Wickham back at Wednesday. Quite now. liked him. Oh, is he?
4: Yeah, yeah. went back on mm. loan. All right. Good times. I Loves it? <laughs> I feel
1: like those final six games or final eight games, because like, you would want to include like the defeated Spurs and stuff, because it was so um, important to the narrative. You feel like you could do a podcast just on that little run, <laughs> yeah. G- I wish, like, you and know, suddenly till I thrown th- in, till I die. If only there's- this
3: could have been the season, really. Yeah,
1: God, you'd have about
3: twenty episodes, yeah,
1: because because you've, yeah. you've got all of the Cannieo stuff, the Bardsley stuff.
4: That would have been gold. And then and then
1: and then the cup and then the cup run and the cup final and then these final few games. because yeah, that and run of know, like if know. it was
3: scripted, that run of games would be like too predictable. Almost would be. Oh it? yeah. Like even down to Poirier saying like we need a miracle and stuff like that, and there's or you think they're gonna beat Man City, but there's a little heartbreak with Minone, but then we go and beat Chelsea, we beat
2: Man United, like it is like It's <laughs> too Hollywood. Scripted. It's like yeah as what, what you said about the southern Till I Die if he'd been on this scene? imagine how good that back, back um, behind the scenes would have been with De Canio oh in, boy. In, the, no. in the academy oh god it would have been great I oh, <laughs> really wish they'd done yeah. that <laughs>
1: yeah I think if he ever
2: gets another job we'll just try and
1: commission something and, and try it ourselves we should or get give him up back give up our jobs yeah go, go, give up our jobs and just record De Canio try and get <laughs> access because that can't go wrong <laughs> it can't go wrong as a series. <laughs> Netflix are paying us for that. Um, so there's one idea. If you want to jot some bullet points down, Tom, we'll speak later. Good. Cool. Um, <laughs> Will <laughs> do. Anyone else? Any anything else to add by anybody? In what was quite a breathtaking season, really. We've done. We've been going about an hour and forty minutes there, I think. It's um, an hour and a half for for quite a jam pocket season.
2: Yeah, it's when we were <laughs> uh, when I was doing like my research of this. It's just, the amount of stuff that, as you said, the amount of stuff that happened, it's like no, a, cl- a normal club that happens over the span of five seasons. And yeah. And it has happened all at once. But, I don't know, it's one of the, maybe one of my favourite ones. I mean, we lost the majority of our games. but In terms just, of
3: excitement, though. It was fun, like, wasn't it? Yeah, it was fun. Like, that's all you want, isn't it? You know, you beat your local rivals twice you get to Wembley, you get quarterfinals of another cup, you beat a few of the big teams as well, like you have some good away days, yeah. I think you're a football fan, like, if you were offered that at the start, then yeah. you don't get
2: re- you don't get relegated either. Yeah. Like, that's... You finish right, 14th, but then you have to go on this rollercoaster to get there. Yeah.
4: yeah. So it feels like you've throughout won the league. This we were, throughout this, we were all looking at the next pre-season and saying, you know, what could be? You know, imagine, imagine this team... What we could be, and it was—it was never kind of oh well, we're happy with that. That's that's satisfying, you know. That's some something to tell the grandkids. It was always we wanted something more, and I think you know as as football fans and Sunderland fans, we always do want something more. We always want to push our team a little bit further. Um, oh yeah. So for me, I didn't enjoy it in 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 as much as the way I've enjoyed looking back on it. Um, I remember at the time the spectre of relegation was 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 pretty huge, and you know the consequences of being relegated felt. Felt a lot worse than the actual were, but you know, because you know, we would have survived. You know, we I think could do with Sunderland if you and get so. relegated
1: from the Premier League. We can well, always do with Sunderland. Look at us now. Well, the, the we thing just is, didn't want that to happen sooner than it's happened.
2: Well, as I was saying earlier, I I wasn't too worried about what would happen in relegation because I thought all oh, the frameworks there. It's like Poyer like I said, point knew the division. He he knew how we had a set style of play and I thought we would have been fine and I think that's why in those games against Tottenham and Everton, as I said I think most fans have resigned themselves to it but weren't too like catastrophically like um, worried about it yeah. and I still think, I think had we gone down then and come back up we'd, we'd be in a much better place than we are now, whereas when we did go down, we were under, well everybody just hated everything Everyone hated the manager, <laughs> everyone hated all the players. It was just a cauldron of hate. And, yeah, look and where we are now, man. eh? <laughs>
4: <laughs> but, and it all worked out at the end. Yeah.
1: If, um, if anybody wants to buy name and rights of the stadium of light, a cauldron of hate might be a decent shout.
2: I think Charlie Methen um, already said that, didn't he?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> probably, he probably has said that to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Right, well, that was... Um, Quite eventful. Uh, we, we, we're going to come back and look at other season reviews during these, um, uh, during these strange times. I was going to say unprecedented. How many times have you heard that? Um, <laughs>
4: that
1: would be fitting pan- with this season.
3: This season was unprecedented.
1: <laughs> the <laughs> pandemic pods, we'll, we'll come back to it. Um, I doubt we'll do the season that went before it. The Martin O'Neill one, Sleepwalk and a relegation. Can, God, you imagine? No. Can you imagine putting your name forward for Please, that one? No. Or the one after where we <laughs> drew
2: every game.
1: But the one after this one.
2: Yeah, we drew like after 20 games or something.
1: Mm. The one after yeah, that, be all be right?
3: Though. though. Sam Allardyce one. Yeah. yeah Although you have to cover a court case if you're talking about that season, so maybe we'll stay away from that God. as well. Mm. <laughs> well, we'll, keep,
1: we'll keep them coming um, as long as we feel like there's a, a demand for them. And if we feel like there's not a demand for them, we'll still keep them coming. So uh, mm-hmm. thanks for listening, everybody.
5: Quero trying to thread it through, picked up here on the right of the penalty area, and 1-0, Fernandinho in the opening minute of the game has put Manchester City 1-0 up. What a terrible start. I tell
4: you what, we've got a mountain to climb. You can walk my path,
1: you
3: can wear
1: my shoes, land a tug like me. Be an angel,
4: too. But maybe
5: you ain't never gonna feel this way. You ain't never gonna know me. But I know you. I'm singing in. My out on the left again, into the penalty area, and a chance for Wickham! <laughs> Connor Wickham, oh, Good with his God. right God, foot, one. has volleyed it past Hart. It's and Manchester totally right. City 1, Sunderland 1. On the break, possibly here, are Sunderland, is it Ciacarini? Yeah. Over the halfway line, oh, and he's got Wickham powering down here, the right-hand side. Here's Wickham, in the penalty, right foot. Goal! Oh, Connor Wickham! Oh, what a, oh, Wickham. Oh, what a finish! What, what a finish for Wickham! Good. It's Manchester City 1, Sunderland 2 and Wickham steers that in, low under heart and Sunderland against all the odds take the lead and tell you what, credit to Jacarini and Conor Wickham. budget turns it back, Nasri straight to Manoni. oh it's blown in! Manchester City have equalised, Manoni can't believe it. He initially made the save and it bobbled out of his hand underneath him and over the line. And Nasri's pulled Manchester City level in the 88th minute. Unbelievable. Here's the corner on the left from William. Oh, and fired in. drilled home by that man, Samuel Eto. from close range, six yards. That is his ninth... Premier League goal of the season. Larsen is going to take the corner on the left-hand side. There's a couple of two players. Three, two, three, two. He's played it back to Alonso outside the penalty area. Who shoots? Down goes Schwarzer. Wickham, Wickham follows again. up, and Wickham Excellent. has equalised. Connor Wickham, three goals in two games, has equalised the 17th minute. So down the left, Aspalacqueta to Sherler Back to the Spaniard. The Spaniard slips. Got it. everyone's slipping. Is there Altidore in? Altidore, can he pull this back? Oh, it's a penalty. Good. Well, it is a penalty. it is a penalty. It is a penalty. Mike Dean points to the spot. Fabio Berrini is going to take the penalty. It's Chelsea 1, Sunderland 1. On the spot where Peter Oscar's ashes are buried, Fabio Barini at the shed end with the scores leveled in the 81st minute. Comes forward and yes. drives it through the middle. And it's Chelsea 1, Sunderland 2, with nine minutes of the 90 remaining. And Fabio Barini, the man for the big occasions, has done it again. Fabio, um, someone's just told me that you were asked what were you thinking when you went to take the penalty. And you just thought, goal. But what an amazing result. Yeah, it's, uh, it's about the results, now, by my goal. Obviously, it's been a very good team performance
1: suffering because obviously it's a great team and we had to do this in a few parts of the game and we show character and and always believe and we defend well and
5: with that when we could Jacarini's come down to the left to take the corner movement now and the ball headed down again and Conor Wickham has a brace 4-0 2 to Connor Wickham just left down and nodded the ball past Marshall and Sunderland in dreamland out to Wickham wide right Darren Fletcher's gone within, down to the corner and the ball into Larson 1-0 in. one nil. One nil. Seb Larson just flicked Thanks. it in in the 29th minute and Sunderland take the lead here at Old Trafford taking this on now past Stephen Reid the ball Three. in it's yeah. Jack it's oh, Jack 1-0 12 minutes and Jack Colbach, one of the out of contract players this summer, well have just scored a goal which sees him stay at the Stadium of Life. Brown looks up, he's inside the West Bromwich Albion half. Barini to Larson. Larson now looking for the ball over the top. Oh! oh what, a what a lovely finish. For what Fabio. a goal. Oh. That's a great play by Barini and Larson.
4: But what a finish! I think this is going to be remembered for many people. In the future, in in a few years' time, people is going to be talking. Why, well, if done it, it's possible, you know? There is no only one miracle. So, uh, absolutely, I mean, today is, uh, is a very special day for me.